I feel like no. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to go over. There is. And I'm, you know what? I'm sure a lot of people are like, these guys are nerding out and like <laughs> too much detail, but man, this is, this is my podcast. This is what I like to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome to the Blip Podcast where we help agents build successful agencies. I'm Josh Berg, your host, and today I've got Matthias Allred with Inside Insurance um, in South Jordan, Utah on the show with me today. Matthias, welcome. Hey Josh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I want to have you on because you, well, I'm in some groups with you and I know that you do some pretty cool stuff in your agency, um, specifically with automation. And that's kind of what I want to get to. But before we do that, um, why don't you just kind of bring us up to speed and give us a little background? Sure. No, appreciate it. I always tell people starting off, um, probably like most people do, I don't feel like there's anything overly special or unique about me. Uh, Aside from like, I know I'm special and I know that everybody loves me, especially my mom and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I really feel like I'm like the average American dude. You know, I've got yeah. the two and a half kids and the house in the suburban area and like just pretty average. I don't feel like yeah. I'm exceptionally talented in athletics or looks or musical or anything of that nature, but really do have a lot of fun and uh, really enjoy what I do. So my background, I actually started my professional career, if you will, in the mortgage world. Oh, okay. Uh, Right out of college, I worked for my uncle on a short stint uh, doing some accounting and bookkeeping. That's what I I studied in college. And then uh, moved in with a bunch of guys. One of them was a real estate agent. One of them was a mortgage lender. This was back in 2002 uh, during the heyday when you just had to fog a mirror to get a loan. And he says, like, get your mortgage license and quit doing this other junk and we can make a lot of money and have a lot of free time. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And it was... It was hard work, but it certainly wasn't as hard as it seems like it is today in the mortgage world. Yeah. Um, The most fun about that, I think, is that we were young single adults in our early 20s, and we made good money, but most importantly, we had tons of freedom, right? We were all self-employed. We had the 100% commission type thing, and so we could spend our morning snowboarding and be back to the office by 11 o'clock and work for a few, you know, four, five, six hours, and then head back up and go snowboarding or go out to the lake or whatever. Yeah. Have you, have you been in Utah for like your whole life? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so is that freedom? I would say that freedom is my currency. Freedom's the lifestyle that we wanted. And yeah, I I found it in the mortgage world. Uh, stayed in the mortgage world for 12 years, I think it was. And, uh, my buddy and I that worked together, we found that we were constantly referring out homeowners insurance and, one of the challenges with the mortgage world is it's not reoccurring, right? You make a chunk of money up front when you close a loan, but it seems like every single day you're swimming up river. And as soon as you stop swimming, you just lose a lot of ground. Right. And, uh, the whole idea of building a clientele that continually paid you seemed very, very appealing, especially yeah, I think, when we were referring it all out anyway. Yeah. And I think, you know, with that, I think, so many people get into insurance because of that residual income, you know, insurance and real estate. It's like the two things that really kind of make that for you. So yeah, sorry, keep going. No, absolutely loved it. So didn't know anything about insurance, started asking around, 
there was an agent that marketed to our office occasionally and uh, she was with American Family uh, Insurance or a captive company. I didn't, have an, I didn't have any idea what captive or independent meant or anything like that. And so uh, started looking into it, decided to jump in with American Family because they provided apparently really good training, really good onboarding. They provided a base pay. All that kind of stuff seemed appealing. And uh, that's how I got my start in insurance. Was there so for a couple you, of years. And did you quit the mortgage industry and jump into insurance? Yes and no. Uh, so hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Uh, and I know then what I know now. I would have done it a little bit differently. But I tried not to quit doing mortgages uh -huh. because I had a decent clientele and good referral partners and stuff like that. But the demands that they made on us at this captive company, yeah. Um, kind of push that out. So when right. I when I first started, I got my office set up, I had my insurance computer that they provided, and I had a second computer set up that I was doing all my mortgage stuff, and I caught a lot of flack uh, from yeah. them about that. That that was a no-no if I was working with them and for them, I guess, uh, I needed to be all in, and so I didn't mean to, but I kind of let a lot of the mortgage stuff slide. Yeah, got it. I regret that, right? Okay, okay. But, um, they gave me a good education. It was great stepping stone. It was, uh, I guess a good way to get started, but I yeah. clearly saw the light and found the better path and felt like the clouds parted and the sun shined through and life's been good ever since. Yeah. When did you, uh, make the jump from being a captive to an independent? Uh, it was four years ago. Okay. So how long were you with, um, American Three family? Three, Three years. years now. Okay. So seven years in insurance altogether. Uh huh. Nice. Um, so now that we're here, why don't you give us, you've had four years with, um, inside insurance, right? Right. Why don't you give us kind of like an overview of what your agency looks like? Like what do you guys focus on staff? Premium? So we're primarily almost all personal lines. Um, my background being so heavy in mortgage and real estate, um, a lot of our business, almost all of our business has all come from referral partners from mortgage and real estate. And so uh, being a fellow mortgage guy, that has some pros and some cons. It was great to go to a lot of people I already knew and explain that, hey, I'm done with the mortgage stuff, we're just doing the insurance stuff. And uh, a lot of people started sending business our way. Uh, the cons is that I actually still kept my mortgage license because it's, it's a pain to get. Uh, I still have some clients that call occasionally, uh, mostly family and stuff that I need to yeah. with loans. But there are several fellow loan officers that are put off by that. And yeah, that they won't yeah. send me any business at all because I'm a competitor or something. Sure. Uh, even though we explain, we keep everything completely separate and I'm not actively doing loans and that kind of stuff. So it's been a good and a bad, but one of the biggest benefits is understanding the mortgage process and where we fit into that process. Yeah. And what they're going through and how we can facilitate that and make that a little bit easier for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's helped us win a lot. Do you know, having that experience, um, do you feel, are there things that most insurance agents probably don't know or might not know about their process and how um, the insurance piece fits in or, or like, you know, like things that we should know? Uh, probably the number one thing is, and I don't know why the mortgage world is this way, but they're exceptionally particular most, most lenders are exceptionally particular on exactness of names and addresses. Whereas yeah. in the insurance world, it doesn't really matter. Right? right. So whether we call it John A. Smith or John Smith, it doesn't really matter to us. Um, 
we can even write it under Jim Smith instead of James Smith. Right. It really doesn't matter. But to the mortgage people, it really does. And so being flexible enough to send them the documentation that they need in a way that they need it. Yeah. Uh, goes a long way. Right. Uh, one of the, I always hear other lenders complaining about Geico and their home insurance. They're not independent, so we can make fun of them, right? Can we yeah, say, right. we name them on here? Heck uh, yeah, man. But their process, when they request the evidence of insurance from Geico, it's two days uh, right. before they ever get it back. And Geico sends it however they send it. Right. So request an update to say, no, we need to put E instead of East. And we need to put DR instead of drive. For some reason, it makes a difference to the lender. But um, being aware of those things and just getting it right the first time, be, being flexible enough to get it right for them really helps out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So sorry, I totally interrupted you and went off on a tangent, but. No, no, that's a good tangent. Given so us. Back, yeah. back to our agency. We're primarily personal lines. We've only been four years and I say we, uh, and it's myself and my uh, partner slash producer, Todd, he's been with me. He started at American family with me. Uh, okay. Insurance was his first job right out of college. I hired him just green as can be. And uh, he's absolutely phenomenal. I wish I had 10 of him. Nice. Oh. Those are the best, man. I have a couple of those too. It's like absolutely love him. Would never want to do this without him. But uh, anyway, so it's just us. We're two producers. I honestly feel like neither one of us are rock stars. Yeah. Um, we don't win the top competitions. We don't. Uh, we're not amazing salespeople. But what I would say, most especially about Todd, is that slow and steady wins the race. Like 100%. just consistent, just beating the drum, going after it, writing consistent business every month, and you know, we've grown to where we're comfortable and obviously we'd love to have a lot more, but we're comfortable. And I always tell people life is just good. Life is yeah. good. Life is happy. I love how our agency's set up. I love the clients that we have and uh, I get a lot of free time, which is yeah. really fun. Nice. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you said you're both um, producers there. So you both um, write new business, you both service. Is it split totally? Like, do you keep are you um, servicing the clients you write? He services the clients he write. Keep those yeah, relationships. Pretty much. Pretty much. We did hire a CSR. Uh, she's part time. She has been about five to seven hours a week is all. Okay. Uh, just recently, she ended up quitting with the other agency that she was with, and she's going to be probably more like twenty-five hours a week now with us. Nice. We're going to push a lot more responsibility to her, but yeah, we kind of manage our own clients, if you will. Yeah. Uh, all right. And is it virtual office? Do you have a physical location? So that's my favorite part is that we're hundred percent virtual on everything. Nice. I have an office cause the state requires us to, and it costs me 250 bucks a month. And I sublet one office space from, <laughs> from another, you know, company right. and that's it. And Todd works nice. from home and I work from home most of the time. Uh, Laura works from home. We actually do have a virtual assistant now too. Okay. We've had, I guess we've had him for several months. Um, and he obviously works from home too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We can work nice. anywhere. Cool. Um, so you've been, you've been doing this, running this agency for four years now. What would you say that um, you guys do really well? Uh, probably the number one thing that we do well has, well, I shouldn't even say well, right? I listen to other people in the group or talk to other people and I, I think highly of them. I think, gosh, if I could be like that, then yeah. you know, it'd be amazing. But I, I think we have a good customer experience process. We have okay. good workflows. We have good systems in place that uh, it just makes life easy, right? Yeah. So although we're not the biggest 
book out there. We have sufficient, but we have a lot of free time. Yeah. Um, I guess what I mean by that is good systems in place, good processes in place, helps you write good business, service good business, makes your clients are happy, and it doesn't become burdensome. I talk to some agents that will make comments like, I haven't been on vacation in, you know, five years or whatever. Yeah. And I think, good heck, I, I think I worked, I, I take plenty of time off. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to sound like I don't work at all, but you know, if I'm going to take Friday afternoon off or if I want to, you know, take a trip up to the lake in the morning or something like it's very flexible enough that we can go do things. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, even those people who say they haven't had a vacation in five years or whatnot, you know, maybe they have gone on a vacation, like maybe they've gone to a destination, but I've been there where you can't really unplug from, from work. Like right. when you're needed a certain way, you're needed and you have to, you know, be there. So until you can get out of that position or, you know, I want to talk to you more about that, like how you have it set up. Right. And part of that is there are plenty of, plenty of times where I'll go on vacation or, or go out of state or out of the area, but I'll take my laptop with me. Yeah. And we maintain really well like that. Like yeah. I'm not prospecting. I'm not like out searching and growing, but I can maintain with a laptop on a beach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Clients when you need to be taken care of. So, uh, I always tell people, my wife and I talked about this, that it's all by design. It's all by intention. Because mm-hmm. when we set this up and we talked about what we wanted, having flexibility, having freedom, um, being able to work remotely from anywhere was very important to us. So we structured all of our uh, software, all of our teams, all of our uh, processes so that that could take place. Yeah. And so um, why don't you, I wanted to have you on because I know that you do automation and I, pretty sure you do it fairly well. And so like, I'd love to talk to you about how you incorporate that into your process. So um, do you use it for the, um, I guess when you're prospecting, when you're talking to a potential new client? Yeah, yeah. And how, how do you use it for that? Let's step back and just define what automation means. Okay. In the first place, a lot of times when people reach out to us and say, hey, I need to automate this. Oftentimes what they're saying is that I actually need a process. Right. Yeah. I need to automate my onboarding process. Great. What is it? Uh, uh, I don't have one. So I need to automate it. Right? Uh, right. So really good automation starts from defining what your process is, what you want to have to happen, what the steps are, and then deciding what I specifically need to do and what I can get either somebody else to do or get a machine to do. Yep. Uh, and that's what a good automation is. Right. So uh, we use automation in our marketing and our prospecting. Right. If we run ads on well, I've just started running ads on Facebook. We've had some pretty good success with that. But when they come in, they automatically get put into the CRM, right? Yep. Um, they automatically get sent emails and text messages and voicemails. They get sent links that says book an appointment on our calendar, all that type yep. of stuff. Whereas the manual process used to be you got a lead, it got emailed to you, you had to pick up the phone and call them, you had to manually put it into the CRM, those type of things. Yep. We just use the automation to streamline what that actual process already was. What CRM do you use? Uh, we use Infusionsoft. Okay. So the only CRM that people should use. The only, the just only kidding, one. you active campaign people. Um, so do you, I mean, this is kind of like, well, if there's a few people who yourself included, it sounds like basically use a, CRM, CRM, as opposed to an insurance CRM. 
right? Exactly. And so do yeah. you use, do you have an insurance CRM like EasyLinks or? Uh, yeah, we use EasyLinks. Um, what can you say about an management <laughs> system, right? That hasn't already been said. Read the forums and you'll find out what people think. Uh, it's yeah. a fantastic digital filing cabinet. Yeah. Uh, how about that? Uh, EasyLinks, okay. we have them for our, our AMS and our Raider. We obviously, having a Raider is essential. Uh, takes all of our downloads, commissions, all that type of stuff. But aside yes. from that, it's a great digital filing cabinet. Aside from that, there's not any great automations that you can push from it. And the ones that they do build out on there are very subpar compared to what's available to other third-party applications like Infusionsoft yeah. or ActiveCampaign or whatever. So are you, are you primarily in Infusionsoft or are you primarily in like EasyLinks? Everything starts in Infusionsoft. Okay. So when we get a new lead or a referral, uh, everything gets dumped into Infusionsoft. Uh, I should say, you know, back to just talking brief automations, most of our business comes from referrals from mortgage partners. So okay. we have things set up in Infusionsoft. When I get a new lead, put it in Infusionsoft, it will email the referral partner back, says, hey, this is in our system, it's getting going. Uh, as I deliver the quote, it can email the referral partner, says, hey, the quote was just delivered, follow up with them, yeah. see what they want to do. Um, if the client views our quote, it's going to notify me that it was viewed and, and trigger the next steps on stuff. So all yeah. of the sales stuff starts in Infusionsoft. Then unfortunately we have to manually put it in the AMS to run the quotes and everything like that. But the sales cycle and the sales process all happens in Infusionsoft. Have you been um, messing around with the Zapier integration? With these links? Yeah. No, because they require sell center with these right. links in order to do that. And I don't. Yeah. We don't have it either right now. I was really considering adding it just to have that. Right. Um, but I just don't know how really valuable that would be. But Right. You outweigh the, the I mean, there's cost to it, obviously. And is the cost to have sales center so that you cannot manually enter it into easy links? Yeah. Worth that much? I don't know. Right. I have uh, one of the things that I have my VA do now is that whenever I do get a referral, forward it right to him. He'll put it in Infusionsoft. He'll put it in Easy Links. He'll oh, nice. set up the quote details. He'll do all the data scraping and that kind of stuff to get it ready. Um, and that's been very, very helpful and very cost effective. Nice. Because I hate, I hate double entry. I hate entry in the first place. Right? Yeah. Right. So, um, so on the, with the prospect, when somebody, um, say somebody calls you or you guys get a referral for, you know, from a mortgage person or whatever, you get a new prospect. Um, what is, what does it look like from that point? Like what's automated aside from, um, notifications potentially going out to the referrer? <coughs> no coughing, no coughing on the show. I know there's something <laughs> in the air out here. Um, yeah, man, where are, by the way, where are you? It looks like Florida. I know. Yeah. This is my beach house. <laughs> I right. love it. I love it. A little 10 by 10 office with a green screen. Sweet. It looks like a beach house. It's great, man. So, um, yeah. So what other parts of that are automated to, uh, let's say client or prospect facing. Right. So again, it back up to what the experience is that you want the client to have and what that right. process is before you automate it. Uh, some of our referrals for mortgage people, the mortgage lender says, Hey, let's do a quote just for me. If it's comparable or better, then I'll send it to the client, let the client reach out to you. Okay. We get some of those. We get uh, probably more of, hey, I referred this client to you, call them and, and it's maybe a legitimate referral. I can call a client, talk to them. Right, okay. right. 
So uh, we don't really automate much at that point other okay. than we reach out to them. Um, where we do automate though is once the quotes, once we make contact, we get all the information to prepare the quotes. Uh, we use a video quotes okay. that we put together. Uh, the links to that all get put back into Infusionsoft. And so once we, I guess once we're getting ready to deliver the quote, we do it all through a video. We just hit send in the, the CRM and it will send that out to the client. It will follow up with them until they view it. We'll give them an option to accept it or reject it or ask questions, I guess. Okay. And follow that part of it. Uh, so, large, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I know I'll forget this question. I want to ask you while you're just talking about it. So you say you have your, you, you, you basically built your own or you have your own kind of video quote type thing. Yeah. Can and you not, explain what is, tell me more. That's what I'll tell me more. Overly fancy, but again, it's something that we can do in house and help maintain the cost on it, but or control the cost on it. Uh, it's built on a WordPress site. So we have a subdomain okay. set up called proposal dot inside insurance .com. Okay. And uh, every time, we get ready to do a proposal. We basically just create a, a post or a page for that client. It's locked it. down with a password. It's not indexed or searchable anywhere else type of thing. And it really just outlays, you know, the client's name and the video proposal, a link to the uh, quote itself and details about us and our calendar and all that kind of stuff. Um, how, how long does it take you to, just set up that page. Not talking about the doing the video, but just set up that page. Uh, Zero? Type of thing, yeah. So, well, I have to record the video and I have to paste the embed code in the page. Okay. I have to, we use Google Drive, we use Google Apps for business because Google's better than Microsoft. And uh, <laughs> so we save the quotes in Google Drive and I have to get the link to the file and match it up to the button in on the page. So, okay. Other than that, the page is generated automatically from a stage in Infusionsoft. Once they get to the quoting stage in Infusionsoft, it fires off a Zap, and Zapier creates the page and everything for it. It's all templated out and ready to go. I did not know that Zapier could create a... That's why we were asking about your podcast earlier. I'll show you. Uh, so it automatically creates the pages. It actually copies the URL back into Infusionsoft for me. Uh, so it's yep. stored in the custom field there. So really, I record the video, I save the quote, I match up the links in there, it takes maybe a minute. I do password protect the pages, that probably takes the longest to actually type in the password and make sure I don't fat finger it. And yeah. then uh, everything's synced back up into Infusionsoft, so I just have to move the stage from quoting to quotes delivered, automated, and it will fire off the, the campaigns to follow up the client, let them make sure they view it. Have you um, considered, instead of doing a video proposal that way have you considered doing it via text no but maybe i should i was just i was thinking about that maybe yesterday so, so in that process i do have an option to just text them yeah when the email goes out we'll also text them that says hey i just sent you the the email go look at it yeah but maybe including that proposal in the email or in the text itself because that would be like right in front of them, right there, right. with no additional, you know. Right. And then if they responded with accept or reject or whatever, but that, that would probably That's be. Question. No, I think you could easily build that in. I guess, I don't know why I wouldn't, right? I don't know. I'm I always, leery, always leery about text messaging and how much you should do or shouldn't do. 
hundred percent comfortable with it with our clients. We text them, you know, during the onboarding process several times, but, uh, prospecting, I've always been leery, like cautious. Yeah. We really have permission and that kind of stuff. So I had to, I had to consider that see what that does. Who's your, um, do you use a VoIP system? Uh, we have Jive for our phones and they're a little bit slow on integrating the text messaging. They have it integrated now. Uh, they haven't figured out the specific user stuff. Um, or maybe I don't have it set up. They're working on it. It should be done soon, but they don't have the MMS either, which we have to have Um, MMS. Yeah. Right. So we use ClickSend for our text messaging and they're phenomenal. Okay. Uh, It works right through our email, just like your e-fax would. So we send text and receive text through email. Uh, that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, sorry. I totally, I feel like (laughs) there's, there's a lot to go over. There is. And I, you know what? I'm sure a lot of people are like, these guys are nerding out and like (laughs) too much detail, but man, this is, this is my podcast. This is what I like to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. Um, okay. So if, if the client likes it, they want to do it. Um, you know, they let you know, great. What does your onboarding look like? So let's back up real quick too. One thing that's important is that we also let the lender know when the quotes go out and keep yeah. them up to date because oftentimes the lender will, re- it'll trigger them to call the client and say, Hey, have you decided what to do about your insurance? Knowing that they just looked at my quote and I th- think maybe that helps them say, well, we just looked at Matthias. Does it look great? Let's do it. Kind of thing. Nice. I like that. But it does cue the lender and we tell the lender like, Hey, follow up with them. They just looked at the quote. Type of thing. Do you, um, do you have any lenders that you work with that don't want that kind of uh, notification? No. No. Okay. I was just thinking that people who are really hands off, if they just want to refer it, trust you, take care of it, Matthias. And you're like, yeah, we got it. We'll let you know when they decide. I didn't know if you had. They haven't said that. Uh, I do have several lenders that, that are that way. They just, they don't say, Hey, do this quote. They say, Hey, you're doing this insurance. Mm -hmm. We told the client they're using you. Yeah. Uh, But they still get the same updates and stuff like that. And they haven't complained about it. So cool. Okay, so where were we? Onboarding. Onboarding. Once we the client, um, I make, well, I guess it's easy to say because Todd and I are only producers, but our rule in our agency, we decided is that the agent needs to sell the policy, collect all the down payment information or payment information, issue it in the system, get the signed applications and everything. Right? Yep. I want the agent to like button it up and it's done. Once the agent's yep. done with it, in theory, we're going to turn it over to our service department. You know, cool. when we feel like we need to type thing. Um, so a good onboarding again, just starts with a process. Like what do you want your clients to learn? What do you want them to know? How much do you want to, I don't want to say bug them, but inform them. Mm -hmm. Right. And what does that look like? So we mapped it out. Uh, and what we decided is we also looked at our servicing and said, why are people calling us? And if, if we can see a pattern in what people are calling about, how do we get in front of that and how do we prevent that or, or inform them about it so that they don't have to, Bother us. Bother yep. us is a wrong word. That sounds well, so right. I don't want my clients to call me. That that's not it. I don't want them, I don't want them to I don't want them to have a need to call me. I want to satisfy that need when they have it. Right. So uh, I've taken these ideas from several people, but we developed a new client onboarding form that we fill out. It's an in infusion soft, but we fill it out every time that we write a new piece of business. And we indicate whether it's a new account to our agency or whether it's just an add-on policy or whether it's a rewrite type of thing. 
But in there, the, the section that I really love is that we can checkbox specific communication pieces to send out to them. Meaning, if we write a home policy and we know that there's an internal and external inspection that's ordered, we're gonna yeah. check the box that says internal inspection, and they're gonna get an email seven days after we write the policy or after we issue that form that tells them, hey, you're gonna get an inspection, this is what's gonna happen, here's the type of thing, right? We anticipate that need. Because we got several calls that said, hey, this company called and said they have to do an inspection on my house, what's this all yeah. about? Yep. Right? We just provide that information ahead of time so that they're aware of what's going on, right? Yep. Cool. Uh, one of the ones that have been very helpful is the home uh, refund or the auto insurance refund. If we write them from a different carrier and bring them over yes. to our agency midterm, they're gonna get a refund on their auto policy from the previous company or their home policy. We would get phone calls that says, what do I do with this? Yeah. Got a, a call from the old guy, what do we do with it? So whenever we know that's gonna happen, we check the boxes, auto refund reminder, home refund reminder type of thing, that will fire out the email that says, hey, you're getting an auto refund reminder from, or an auto refund from these guys, here's what you do with it. Yeah. Same with the home cool. insurance, and it explains the escrow and how you, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's been very helpful. We've got a lot of feedback about that. Uh, you ever get, um, so I think one of the things that I know I, f I personally um, feel, or I, I, I don't even know how to really say it. So I know that some people don't do automation stuff because okay. they feel like it's too there's going to be too much communication to the client. It's going to be too intensive to actually um, manage, you know, how do I get my producers or service team to do it all correctly? Um, right. Have you, with some of those questions, have you had feedback from any of your clients saying you can these, you got to stop sending me all this stuff? No, no. Uh, and here's why is that people don't care how much you send them as long as you're sending value. And yeah. Good the times that we get the most unsubscribes is when we say, Hey, happy 4th of July. Like in case you didn't know, is yeah. your insurance agent telling you that it's the 4th of July, happy 4th of July kind of thing. Right. Got um, it. Some people just, those emails turn people off. Right. Or, Hey, it's springtime. Here's five things you can do to clean up your house for spring and maintenance, whatever. Yes. Like it, we think that it's good information. It's, but I find that most people don't care about that kind of stuff that yeah. you should maybe send them something of more value than that, right? So especially during the onboarding process, I don't think that we overwhelm them by that. Yeah. But we do lay out that, hey, you're new to our agency. There's some things that you need to know about working with us, and you're going to get some communication over the next couple of weeks about that. And I think it's gone over well, right? Do you guys um, – hang on one sec. Do you guys um, – uh, mail anything, paper, like any sort of letters or anything, all your communication is digital? Yep, email and text. Cool. Um, and then I think I really like that um, you use a form. I thought about doing that too because it, it makes that process so much easier as long as you set it up correctly on the back end, right, to right. know what to do. So, so back to can you get your producers to do all, all this kind of stuff? Right. Yeah, like you write a piece of business, fill out the form, like yeah, take care of the client, and it, uh, it customize. The thing I like about the form is that you can customize specific messages to the client, right? Yeah, um, 
If it's just an add-on piece of business, we have the auto, but now we wrote the home. They don't need all of the welcome to our agency crap. Right. right? Just need right. the specific about this. Um, I don't even know that they get much of anything. Uh, yeah. With, um, we have some internal stuff that happens when we do that, but the the very specific, um, hey, reminder, we need to get your good your uh, report card for your good student discount. Mm -hmm. That's a checkbox because oftentimes I don't collect it or they don't have it available when I write the business, but we have to have it. So I'm going to make sure they get a reminder about it. Yeah. And then you can just make the communication much more customized and specific. It doesn't sound generic to the client. It doesn't sound like they're getting stuff that doesn't apply to them. That's probably why people unsubscribe is they're like, I get this crap that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Whereas if you tailor the message to give them the message that they want at the time that they want it, Got it. Subscribe from it. Cool. Um, what? Okay. So now that the onboarding process is, you know, basically done in that, or I guess the management, like once they're a client, um, do you have anything that you guys do? Um, part of our onboarding, we have a, a client facing service center where they okay. can submit requests. So part of the onboarding is telling them about that. Hey, if it's 11 o'clock at night and you forgot to add this car, you can wait and call us tomorrow. Or you can just do it online type of thing. Okay. There's automations in that. Just the simple automations reminding, you know, notifying the client that we got it, we're working on it, notifying them when it's closed out and that, you know, what will happen at that point. Um, during all of those interactions, we've been pushing lately for Google reviews. Um, yeah. I feel like we've been very successful at that. Okay. Uh, getting reviews. And then I think what we do after the reviews is pretty cool too. But, uh, we decided that we ask for reviews at new business, but we really push for it at service at the time of service, because we want the reviews to, we want more reviews to say, Hey, these guys are awesome. They took care of me. They fixed my problems. They whatever, as opposed to, Hey, they saved me a bunch of money. Yes. Yeah. And new business reviews are tend to be more about the, the price and the savings, which are great. And we want them but we prefer reviews that talk about our service and how we take care of people. Yeah. So uh, our process on that is once we get a review, I actually tag them in Infusionsoft and they'll get a text message from either Todd or I that just thanks them. Hey, thanks for taking some time to leave a review. Uh, we also, I send a, it will send a task over to my VA and he'll actually take the review language and make up a graphic that we can share on all of our social. Uh, nice. And he actually plugs that into our, we use social B, which is a social media manager tool. like okay. Suite. So he'll actually plug it in and set up the post in that. And then uh, I think Mike Stromso has actually recommended this or talked about this, but we actually take the review and actually print it out piece of paper, write a handwritten note, which actually is like printed on it. It looks handwritten, but it's not, you know, let's just say, hey, thanks for taking the time to give a review. Uh, you know, this helps people find us online. We love it when you re recommend your friends and, and whatever type of thing. And actually mail that out in uh, physical mail to them. So and you do use the physical mail for that. But you know what? Sending that. Uh, so here's sending that piece of mail. I've actually had several people call back and just thank me for sending that or, or talked wow. about it when we, we talked to them again or something. They mentioned that they got that. Yeah. Uh, that maybe they didn't call me specifically because of, because of that, but they did mention and bring it up. And the, the logic behind that is that you ask a client or somebody to do something for you, like living a review, you need to thank them when they do it. Right. So we thank them with the text message. We thank them. Uh, we try and tag them when we post it on social. 
but sending them that handwritten note that says, thank you very much for doing this actually means a lot to people That's and cool. uh, hopefully encourages them to send referrals. I don't know. Yeah. But it's nice to it say. It makes them think of you. Like yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, um, so what's the, what would you say the number, like not number one, but I guess your favorite thing that deals with automation, like your favorite thing that's automated or the most helpful or something along those lines, like what's the best? Number one thing that I absolutely love is a cultural thing with automation. So that form we were talking about, the new business form, whenever that gets submitted, we actually have a post that, that uh, posts in Slack. We have a channel called winning. Okay. Nice. The purpose of this winning channel is to recognize good things that we do, um, celebrate our successes, that type of stuff. So anytime we write a new piece of business that just pops up in Slack that says, congrats, Todd, writing a new piece of business or whenever we close out a service, uh, activity, you know, when Laura does a great job with that, it'll post on there or whenever we get the Google reviews or Facebook reviews or anything like that, it will show up in that winning channel. And cool. that's probably my favorite on a cultural type thing because we're not all remote. We're not in the same office. I think it's very important to not feel like you're on an Island to feel yes. like there's some community and there's some, uh, collaboration. So everybody, well, you know, comment and good job and hot, you know, yay. And that type of thing on there. Uh, nice. that's probably my favorite and there's nothing yeah. like magical or overly, I don't know, it, but it's great. Like it really helps yeah. out, right? Small yeah, yeah. things like that help out. We, we, um, we have two offices and but we operate basically as one We're in two different locations. And so we have a, a sales channel in our Slack. Um, we call it sales gloating. Um, so anyway, we, we too, you know, get to like celebrate everyone's wins and stuff. And there's a lot of gifts that go in there. Most of them are appropriate, but <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's like, it really right. does like build camaraderie in right. the agency. So. Especially when you're not in the same office, it's easy to, yes. easy to just feel like whatever. It, it, yeah. So uh, here's the thing I tell people about automation. There's no like magic silver bullet that if I just automate this, all of a sudden business flows in and life's great. And you know, I become good looking and all that type of stuff. Yeah. It's what is your process and then how do you do it more efficiently uh, and consistently to people? So we have just to, to tell you, we have our service center stuff that happens. We have, uh, um, whenever we write a new homeowner's policy, we send out mortgage protection stuff that's all okay. automated based on the VA gets a task to run a quote, plug in actual quote figures and uh, plugs it in and the automation goes out about mortgage protection. We do our renewal stuff is in the works. Um, we've, we're only a couple of years into renewal. We're actually almost into our third term renewal. So it's still pretty new to us. We're still trying to figure out our process. Yeah. But I think we'll just, you have to figure out what, what do you want to send first and what do you want to do first? And then you just build out the steps so that it happens consistently. Um, here's a simple one that's so easy is uh, we do, I've done a decent amount of notary bonds, right? For title oh. escrow officers. They're yeah. dirt simple. They only cost them 50 bucks. You don't make a lot bucks on. for five years or something. Yeah, four years kind of thing. Four right? years. Yeah. But what I want, if I'm going to take the time to write it once, I want them to come back to me every single time. Yeah. So yeah, plug yeah. A bond expiration date in Infusionsoft 
And then two months before that bond expiration date, they start getting emails that said, hey, your notary bond's coming up for renewal. Do you want me to renew it for you? Click yep. here to say yes, and it will notify me to just go ahead and renew it. They don't care where they get it from because it yep. costs the same regardless. So all the time, they're just hitting like, yeah, just do it, right? Yeah. Um, so simple, but like such an easy way to like why yeah. lose that little tiny piece of business, right? The same thing yeah. with life insurance policies. We don't write a ton of life, but we write mostly term up front yep. with the option to convert. So we put the conversion date in Infusionsoft. A year before that conversion date, they start nice. getting emails that talk about how do you convert to a permanent policy type of thing, right? How many people miss out on that piece of business because it never ever happens? Yeah. We're, we're young enough that we haven't, maybe it won't work at all. I don't know. But I mean, but maybe. Yeah, right. And I had to write it uh, once and I just plugged the date in when I write a life policy and then forget about it and we'll see what happens because we haven't been in business long enough to find out if anything will happen. Right? Yeah. But I don't want to lose yeah. that. I don't want to lose um, that. I got a question for you. Okay. So um, do you feel like, and this is totally uh, unscripted un here, but okay. do you feel like somebody should learn and uh, create and manage their own automated pieces or their own automation stuff? Or do you feel like hiring it out is just as good? Um, do I have to pick one or the other? Right. What's, it, it depends on who you are and what you're capable of. Uh, the thing I will tell you is that it's always nice to have it in house because you can tweak it and adjust it as needed. And if you have the skills and the ability to do that, great and not have to depend on somebody else to fix it for you. Right? Yeah. So if you can do it, do it. I think that it's worth knowing and worth doing because most of it is as simple as, do you know how to compose an email? Right. right. Like, like what is that process? Right. So our onboarding, for example, we issue the policy, they get an email that says, welcome to the agency. Yeah. We wait a week and they get an email that says, here's how to here's our service center stuff. Right. Yeah. They wait a week and they say, I can't even remember what the next one is. Right. So it's not complicated. And it's not hard. If you can draw it out on a piece of paper and you can actually type the email, you can do it in the system with maybe you have to invest an hour or two to learn how the system works. Yeah. Or, or more hours, I don't know. But you don't have to make it overly complicated. Yeah. It doesn't have to be overly difficult. So if you can do it in-house, do it in-house. If you feel like that's just way more than you ever want to bite off, then hire somebody to do it and you'll pay more for it. And you're subject to somebody else's service times, right? They might not get to it for a day or two if you want changes. Yeah. That's probably the best I can give you on that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Nice. Well, man, um, anything, anything to add at the end here? Uh, yeah. Automation should be used to free up your time, to make life easier, to take yeah. uh, mundane, boring, routine things and simplify them. Right. Yeah. And it should also be used to train your, build your agency the way you want it to be. You need to start out with what is it you're trying to accomplish first and how are you going to structure things to get there? So yeah. I feel like our onboarding is good enough that we still get service calls, but we don't get the type of service calls that other people get maybe. Um, yeah. 
but I love when I'm sitting at bed at 11 o'clock at night watching The Bachelor or something, and I get a Slack message that somebody else filled. I don't watch that. Come on. Yeah, you do. It's my dirty little secret, right? <laughs> uh, but I love getting that Slack notification that somebody filled out a change request form online. Yeah. Right? 11 o'clock at night, it makes me smile. Um, those type what of things. You're, you're, um, your um, uh, online service portal or whatnot, uh, who, is that like the EasyLinks one? No, web page and a form. Web page and a form. What do you need help with? So they just submit it. It doesn't actually change anything. It just Correct. Yeah. comes to you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So okay, cool. conditional logic form, they can choose. I want a home change or auto change or add a car, take off a car. Populate nice. fields that they need to fill out. Uh, as a side note, we use the exact same form, an internal version of that, whenever somebody calls in to make a change too. Because we want to make sure we're being consistent at answering or asking all of the questions that need to be asked. Yes. Yeah. Somebody says, I want to change a vehicle. Here are the questions you have to ask when they sell a car, buy a car. Type yeah. That helps us be consistent. And it also pushes everything into the same workflow. That's cool. The same place. There's no more like sticky note management type stuff that is where people things fall through the cracks and that type I of like that funnel everything like into that. the same workflow and keep it consistent. Yeah. And one thing uh, you said that I've heard Chris Green say many times is that, you know, people want to automate things that they don't have a process for yet. And it's like, you have to start with the process. You have to write it out, figure it out. What do you want to accomplish? And then after you're doing it, automate it. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's that process, the hardest part, right? When you're on servicing, let's just talk about that for a minute. How many people have a defined process when a client calls in and wants to make a change to their policy? Not many. Like, yeah. Okay. I'll write it on my notepad and hopefully I won't yep. forget it or I'll put it on a sticky note or I'll whatever kind of thing. We use the same process. We use this form and then it shoots over to Laura and then she processes it and then she copies these notes into easy links and then she sends this form to the client saying it's done and everything follows that same process, whether it's add a car or whether it's take off a driver or update an address. Like yeah. It all happens exactly the same way. Um, so when you're designing the process though, you have to think about what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Right. And my design was that I want to be flexible. I want to be able to do it remotely. I don't want to have software that's uh, locally installed. Everything's cloud-based. Yep all of those type of things that build this freedom that I have or the freedom that I enjoy and builds the lifestyle that I want to have. Yeah. So you got to build a process to fit in that and then you got to train your clients to fit in that process. Right. Yeah. So cool. I guess that's all. Um, I got. The last thing, and I, this just popped in my head while you're talking about this. Did you see that um, windows just updated? No. When did that happen? Uh, last night. So they came out. Well, maybe it was last night. I just updated mine this morning. So the, but there's some pretty, there's some pretty cool stuff in there. Um, and one of the things is you can, this is just a little bonus here at the end. <laughs> you can, um, uh, copy something, uh, on one computer. And if you have the same windows on another computer, it, you can, pick it that computer. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you'll have to get into that. But I thought it was the coolest thing in the world when you could sign into Chrome and have all your bookmarks synced across. So awesome. That was the most amazing thing ever. Yes, 100% agree. But now you can even copy on one computer and paste on another. Uh huh. Yeah, pretty sweet. Anyway, 
everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Matthias, thank you for joining me. Um, one, one more question. First, okay. listeners, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. If you have not left a review, please do so. It really helps us on whatever platform you're listening to. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment there. Um, subscribe to that. If you're on one of the podcast channels, do that. Um, really, really appreciate it. It really helps us out. How can people, Matthias, how can people reach you? How can they get in touch with you if they have uh, questions? I'll tell you that, but before that, I'm going to give an unsolicited plug to you. Guys, okay. a lot of effort, a lot of work goes into creating these podcasts, producing them, editing them, distributing them, all that kind of stuff. So do Josh a favor. If you like it, listen to it, leave the review because those reviews, I mean, just like any Google review that we get when somebody tells us how great we are, you just need that boost. You need that encouragement yep. to keep going. So give Josh the review, guys. Do it to it. Thanks, uh, man. Best place to reach me is probably on Facebook. I'm in the automation group quite a bit or on IAOA. Uh, InsideInsuranceAgency.com is my website. Okay. And, uh, All right. You? So, Matthias Allred on Facebook. Love it. Yep. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matthias. Thanks, Josh.